But in the meantime, let us open our Bible to the book of Genesis chapter 6. I read from verse 1. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose and the Lord said my spirit shall not strive with man forever for he is indeed flesh yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years there were giants on the earth in those days and afterward and also afterward when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make roofs in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which 
is the bread of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you, and of every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive, and you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. This is the word of the Lord. Today, by the special grace of God, we'll be going into the last part of what we have been dealing with in the last um, two months or thereabouts now. which is the ending from the beginning. And by God's grace, the Lord will be revealing much mysteries to us today. The Lord is going to be speaking to us things we do not know about Him. The topic today, which is a subset of the series, and also the last part of the tenth generation because Noah was of the tenth generation from Adam. We discussed Enoch who was of the seventh generation and we rendered a comparison between Enoch and Lamech that came from the side of Cain and we saw how God just took his mind away from Cain, regardless of what Cain was doing, regardless of what his descendants were doing, regardless of how they were prospering, everything was working for them, God allowed them. God led them to continue in their prosperity. God allowed them to continue to flourish as they were flourishing. But God was no longer interested in them. In the eyes of human beings, they will say these people are making a lot of progress. Like in the eyes of human beings, we talk about the richest people on the face of the earth. But these people, they do not know God. They don't serve our living God. They are not interested in the God of the earth. For them, they feel that they have mastered the whole world. They feel they have control of the world that they live in. They feel they can do whatever they want to do. So they don't talk about God. And of course, God has allowed them to continue to prosper. 
and exactly the same thing. When these people started from Cain, Cain was the first after Adam. And when he transgressed, his sin kept increasing to the point where he became so terrible during the time of the seventh generation, which was Lamech. Lamech sin very compounded. That was when they started trying to devise means to control their world, to make their world to be successful. They tried to build machines, they tried to build entertainment, they tried to build cities, and they were very successful. They succeeded in practically everything that they tried to do. The only thing that they did not succeed at doing was that they could not enter the Garden of Eden to take the Tree of Life. That was the only thing. That was their target, to go and take the Tree of Life. When they eat it, they cannot live forever. So, during the seventh generation, in spite of everything they did to prosper and to build intelligence to enter the Garden of Eden, Bible says they were cherubims. They were guarding the Garden of Eden. They can see the Garden, but they cannot enter. Bible says there was sword that was moving around the Garden of Eden. They are trying every mechanism to enter, but they could not enter. And mind you, the person behind it all was devil. Praise the Lord. Devil was behind everything they were doing. So since their plan A was not working, their plan A was to enter by all means possible into that territory, into the garden of Eden and take the tree of life and eat from it. So when plan A did not work at the seventh generation, by their tenth generation, Noah was the tenth generation from Seth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Noah was the tenth generation from Seth. So by their tenth generation, you see in chapter 6, from verse 1, Bible says, Now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Now, when their plan A to devise whatever means they could devise to enter the kind of aid did not work, what did they do? Satan himself, through his angels, through his angels, now came with the plan B. Now there is something about Lucifer. There is, there, is, there is one thing about Lucifer that a lot of people are not aware of. And that thing about Lucifer is so evil. If you check from Genesis to Revelation, from Genesis to Revelation, everything that Lucifer did here on earth, he tried to achieve it through other means without himself directly being involved. 
When he wanted Adam and Eve to fall, he went through a serpent. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He went through a serpent to make that happen. Then when he wanted to get people to enter the Garden of Eden, to go and take the tree of life, he also went through the descendants of Cain to try to achieve that. He was still not able to achieve that. This time around, he's coming through his own angels, the sons of God. He came through them to be able to get in. And Bible says that the sons of God, who are the fallen angels, they came and entered into the daughters of men and impregnated them. And in verse 4, Bible says, There were giants on the earth in those days. When those angels came down, they came down as giants. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They came down as what? Giants. giants. These angels, for them to be able to sleep with the women, the descendants of Cain, the beautiful women that were given back to, these angels of God have to come in the form of human being. But when they transformed into human being, they were giants. Praise the Lord. They were giants when they transformed into human being. And these giants, who were angels of God, when they transformed into human beings, they naturally sleeping with the daughters of men. Verse 4 said, There were giants on the earth in those days. Those giants, the Bible is referring to that they were on the earth in those days were the fallen angels. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They are those angels that have converted themselves, transformed themselves into human beings. They were those giants. And Bible says, and also afterward, when the sons of God, these sons of God who are giants, came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Bible says, those we are the mighty men who we are of old, men of renown. Now, when they gave back to these children, because these children were hybrid. Hybrid means a combination of two different components. So the children that we are giving birth to, we are components of angelic beings and human beings. So angels, angelic beings and human beings, they came together and gave back to children. Bible says the children they gave back to we are renowned people. They were extraordinary people. Why? Because God made man in his own image. And angels already possess supernatural power. So combination of people that were made in the image of God and now Satan, angels, they came together and they formed alliance and they gave back to children. Bible said that these children were men of renown. They were mighty men. They were powerful men. And they reigned in their time supreme. 
they could do whatever they can they want to do. They can achieve whatever they want to achieve. Of course, they could not enter the kind of it to take the tree of life. So what they felt they could do was to create immortality by combining immortal beings. You know, angels are immortal. So human beings have become mortal because they ate the fruits of life. My brother, they ate the fruits of life. After they ate the, they, sorry, they ate the fruits of the knowledge of good and evil. After they ate that fruit, Bible said they became mortal. They became normal human beings. They cannot die. Because before they ate that fruit, they were immortal beings. They were designated to live forever. But after they ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they became mortal. Now, since their first plan to get crashed into the Garden of Eden and take the tree of life did not work, they went to plan B. The plan B was to what? To combine the DNA of angels who are immortal and to human beings so that they can build an immortal human beings. So when they did that, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When they did that, the Bible said that they they gave back to men, people that were now renowned. These people were powerful people. Because they are no longer normal people. They are combined immortal DNA of angels into their body. So they are no longer regular people. Because the plan of devil is to completely talk over the earth. And he wants to build his own men. As contrary to the purpose and plan of God. And they were succeeding at everything they were doing. Before now, it was only man. Devil was walking through them, spiritually, to achieve his own wicked purpose. The day we're going to study about the devil, you need to understand what we're discussing today much better. Because devil, Satan, has his own master plan of what he wants to do. How he wants to go to heaven and take over the throne. And he thinks he can succeed. Because up to today that me and you are here on planet Earth, devil have direct access to heaven. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And today, Satan has direct access to where? To heaven. You. You have to fast, you have to pray. And when you have prayed, prayed, and you have fasted, and you have sought the face of God, sometimes you don't even know whether God, you don't even know what is happening in the spirit realm. You are completely blind as to what is happening in the spirit realm. But Satan can go to heaven and stand at the throne of God. And God will ask him, hey, what are you come for again? He said, God, you should know now. That's uh, Oye. She's so she on fire. And I don't well, we need to do something. He said, okay, what do you want to do? 
Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I will not remember you. <laughs> so Satan always goes to God's presence and he goes there and he makes demands. And depending on how things turn out, he will come back to the earth and through agents, he will execute the plans that he has. And as the children of God, we need to be very, very mindful. Because up to this very moment, the devil is still walking through people. To get Jesus Christ, they will have to walk through Peter. Peter stood against Jesus Christ. Then he went on the next stage. He walked through Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus Christ. He went to the next stage. He went through the priests, the high priests and the chief priests. And they carried Jesus Christ and they delivered him to the pirates. And eventually they killed him. Satan is always walking. Satan is always walking through people. He has not stopped to walk through people. But at this particular time, there was something that Satan did. And you need to understand what he did here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because if you do not understand what Satan did here, you will still be confused as to what Satan is doing now. Because we have entered the last hour. Everything is wrapping up now. Everything is coming to an end. Finally, finally. It's no longer going to be delayed. Most of you youths, if you are not raptured, you will see the beast. That beast that the Bible has been talking about, you are going to experience the beast if you are not raptured. If you are not raptured, you are going to experience the mark of the beast. Because it's not going to pass this period anymore. So if you want to live your life the way you are living your life, and when that moment comes, and you are not designing, you are not in the spirit, you are not in relationship with God, there is no way you can escape the mark of the beast. Bible said in verse 4 that these giants they entered into the daughters of men, they impregnated, they married the daughters of men, the beautiful women. They married them and they gave birth to people that were of renown. Bible said they were mighty people. They were not the regular people. They were the people that they gave birth to. And their plan B was not working. Because these people 
we are probably not meant to die. Praise the Lord. These people were probably not meant to die. They were probably designed to live forever. Because they had in their system the DNA of angels. Angels are immortal beings. So they have the DNA of angels in their body. So it is very most likely that there is no way that they can die normally. And that was why God had to do something. Now, God did two things. We are not going to go into detail in the two things he did. The book of Jude that we read this morning, when you go back to the book of Jude, you will see what God did with those angels. These angels that came to sleep with the daughters of men. In the book of Jude, it made us to understand that God took those angels because they left their estates. Praise the Lord. They left their estates. They left their abode in heaven. They left the place that God, even though they are fallen angels, normally they have access. They are spirit beings. Because they left the place that God designated for them. And they came down. Bible says that God bound them. God bound them and held them in captivity for that wickedness that they have done on earth. And the second thing that God did after he bound those people, after he held them in bondage because of the wickedness that they have done, that is the angels. In verse, uh, look at verse 6. Jude, Jude, verse 6 says, And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he had reserved in everlasting chase under darkness for the judgment of the great. Now, why the other fallen angels, praise the Lord, why the other fallen angels are still free? The other fallen angels are still free to move around. But these particular angels that came to sleep with daughters of men, Bible say, when they committed that sin, God took them and found them in chain and reserved them for eternal judgment. So they tie them in chains, so they can no longer move. Since the time they committed that atrocity in the book of Genesis, God has bound all those angels. So those angels are no longer free. When I say angels, I refer to those fallen angels because they are still angels. In heaven, they still call them the sons of God. Praise the Lord. They still refer to them as what? The sons of God. When they appear before God, God still refer to them as the sons of God. Until the moment of their judgment, they are still designated sons of God. Because their time of judgment are not yet arrived. Praise the Lord. So they can still do a lot of stuff. They can still act in so many ways. And that is why Bible said, look at verse 
Look at what the Lord said concerning um, how Michael. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 of the book of Jude. Verse 9 of the book of Jude says, Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation. But say, the Lord rebuke you. Praise the Lord. Can you see the relationship that these angelic beings have? Are you paying attention to what I'm saying? Look at their relationship. The archangel, archangel Michael is the supreme angel in heaven. He's one of the angels that belongs to the right side. Now, when the Bible recorded one particular incident that occurred where they were fighting over the body of Moses after Moses died. So these devils, these fallen angels, they came to lay claim of Moses. Now, when you die, as soon as you die, if, even though you are holy, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you die, even though you are holy, devils they will come and try to lay claim of you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They will try to come and do what? Lay claim of you. While you are alive, they are always fighting you. Then even when you are dead. They will come and try to lay claim of you. And when they come to come and lay claim of you, just like mommy has always told us, your side will be open. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have a fire. Because the reason why they will come to lay claim of you is because there are things you have done before. And maybe you have repented of those things. But because devil is the accuser of brethren. You will have repented of those things, but devil will still come and accuse you. That is why in the Bible, when David sinned against God, when David sinned against God by killing Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba and married the wife. Bible said that David had the law of forgiveness of sin. If you go and read that place, Bible said God forgave him. However, Bible said because of this sin you have committed, you have created an occasion for accusation. And because God loved David, so much because David was a man after God's own heart. Do you know what God did? To he allowed David to face the punishment of his sin here on earth. Now, there's a difference between forgiveness and punishment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a difference between what? There's a difference between what? There's a difference between what? Punishment and what? Forgiveness. The mistake a lot of believers make is that they think when they commit sin 
and God forgive them of their sins, that the punishment also have been taken away. No. No. When you commit sin, there are sin. Every sin has a punishment. That is why if you read uh, I think the book of Corinthians, Bible talked about Paul, those people that were committing uh, fornication. Paul was writing to the Corinthian church and said that they should deliver those people to Satan. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They should do what? Deliver those people to Satan. They should deliver those people to Satan so that Satan can be with their body. Paul the apostle said, deliver them to Satan. How will you deliver a child of God to Satan? Through prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because the apostles of old understand the consequence of sin. Like when Ananias and Sapphira sinned against God, instantly, when they were before Apostle Peter, judgment came upon Ananias and he died immediately. Then when the wife came and he asked the wife, how much did you buy the land? And the wife confirmed what the husband said. The wife died also immediately. Because there is a difference between forgiveness and punishment. And that is a lie that a lot of people of you have been fed with so many lies. A lot of you have been fed with a lot of what? Lies. Forgiveness is different from punishment. There are two different things. If you steal money that does not belong to you, maybe for example, you built, you are maybe a politician, you make your money through corruption. And you build your house with money that belongs to other people. Maybe that belong to the poor. When you are supposed to pay salary, you do not pay salary, you are using their money. And you are prospering. When you give your life to Christ, you must, as a necessity, return everything. All the houses you have built corruptly, you must return them. Otherwise, you will face the punishment. Even though God has forgiven you your sin, the devil is an accuser. He will accuse you of that sin. And if you have not paid the consequence, you have not paid for that sin. If you have not paid for it here on earth, it will prevent you from entering heaven. Because the devil will come and accuse you. The devil will come and accuse you. So you must pay the price. That was why that man that was crucified with Jesus Christ on his, one, of the, one of the thieves that were crucified with Jesus Christ once said, Jesus, why don't you deliver yourself and also deliver us? The other one told him that this man is righteous but we, we are receiving the punishment of our sin. They did not look at Jesus and say, Jesus, remember me in your paradise. What did Christ answer him? He said, today, you thought, you will be with me, what? In paradise. Why? He sinned and been forgiven. One. Two. He was paying for the punishment of his sin. 
because his sin is already punished and that's why he was being nailed on the cross with Jesus Christ if you read the book of Romans chapter 15 Bible talks about government that government is so that government is holding is not for nothing is for offenders. If you commit offense, that sword that God has given to government, they will apply it on you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are understanding me at all. Or I'm speaking beyond what you can understand. Or you are wishing that these things are not true. And I have become the first prophet telling you a lie. That is not accurate because I know what you have been taught over the years. That once God forgive you your sins, everything goes no. He does it. He does it. He does it. There's a punishment for sin. There's a punishment for sin. There's a forgiveness of sin. There's a punishment for sin. Read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The Bible is so clear about it. But because the people that like to preach, they are these people, let me tell you, they are not different from Cain. They are not different from the descendants of Cain. Every descendant of Cain can flourish. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All descendants of Cain can flourish. Anything they do, they prosper. They can kill anybody, nothing will happen to them. No shaking. Nothing will happen to them. Even today, people that are committing wickedness, they can continue to commit wickedness and nothing will happen to them. But if they, they sincerely ask for forgiveness of their sins and God forgive them from that day, Punishment will come upon them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Punishment will come upon them. That is, if they are genuinely born again. If they are what? Genuinely what? Born again. If they are truly born again, they must be handed over to the accuser to be dealt with accordingly. You cannot escape punishment. You cannot. Don't let anyone deceive you anywhere. You cannot escape punishment. When you do something, you kill someone. You must die by the sword compulsory. If you don't die by the sword, then you have created an accusation that devil will apply against you. Because you have to be killed by the sword. If you kill someone, you must die too. You cannot escape it. You cannot escape it. You cannot escape it. No matter how God forgive your sin, you cannot escape it. You cannot escape it. If you shed a blood, you have to die by shedding your own blood. Now, if for any reason, if for any reason it appears if you escape, go and check your salvation again. Go and do what? 
Check your salvation again because the devil is waiting for you. Your case has not ended. Your case has not what? Ended. If you check the whole Bible, anytime children of God go to war, like when David goes to war, if he asks God specifically, should we go? Go out to sanction that war and create an accusation against those that are to be killed. Praise the Lord. An accusation must be created against those that are to be killed so that when you apply salt on them, there will not be accusation boomerang on you. And because David had a very contrite heart, his heart was so contrite that he was so sensitive to matters related to life. That even when God gave him salt to kill, as that he wanted to call, the spirit told him, if you try it, you cannot go free. And if you see, the people that killed, the people that killed Saul, you know, Saul was, was badly wounded in the battle, but he did not die. Some people helped him to die. Those people cut off his head and brought it to David, to come and tell David that we have killed your enemy. Do you know what David did? Go and read that place. David had to read their accusations that you have killed a man that is more righteous than you. After reading out the accusation, he now told the servant to do what? To kill them immediately. To take out the blood from the land. Because anyone that kills must be killed. The New Testament, people confuse a lot of things. The New Testament does not invalidate the law of Christ, the law of God. It does not invalidate any of those things. If you deprive the poor, let's say your forefather was wealthy and you are in a position that some of these uh, 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 people that were helpless, let's say orphans, and they bring them and they have to, they have to uh, cast, judge them. And they carry out false accusations. You know, those days our forefathers killed people that were innocent. Praise the Lord. Now, when they kill those people that were innocent, and we finally gave our life to Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. The blood of those innocents will affect us. We have to go to Christ. To cry to the Lord. To cry to the Lord. That it was not us, it was our Father that did it. That God should have mercy on us. And He must provide evidence to show that you are no longer walking in that path before God. For you to be vindicated before God. Everything I'm telling you, there is more than enough biblical references for them, but I don't want to go too deep in that dimension. What I'm trying to talk to you right now is 
in chapter 6, Bible says this man of renown. When the flood came, the flood was such that they were buried alive. There are two sets of people. The first set were angels. Those angels are killed in the form of human beings. Now, God bound those ones in chase. Praise the Lord. He bound those ones in chase. But these other ones that we are giving back to, that is the children that were born when the angels slept with the women. Now, these ones, when the flood swallowed them up. They were the ones that became the demons that we talk about today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, the ones that became what? The demons, the demonic spirits. The demonic spirits. So they don't have resting place. They don't have any resting place. They are roaring everywhere. So these demonic spirits they are on the face of the earth. They are not angels. They are not angels. They are produce of angels and women coming together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, these demonic spirits are very wicked spirits. Bible talked about the ones that entered into that man called the legion. When Jesus, when the Bible said that the Spirit caught him to the point where nobody can pass through that road. And as soon as he saw Jesus, those demons cried out. And what they tell Jesus Christ, have you come to do what? To destroy us before what? Our time. Praise the Lord. Because it's an appointed time for their judgment. So they cried out, have you come to destroy us before our time? They did not told Jesus, please, when you cast us out, cast us into the swine. Then what did Jesus Christ do? He cast them away to the swine. Because their time of judgment had not come, but they are floating spirits. Now, these spirits, praise the Lord. These spirits are the same spirits that have entered into people who are into what? All the homosexuals, all the perverts human beings. These are the wicked spirits that entered into them. That is why when that spirit became so rampant in the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, what did God do? God quickly destroyed them. Quickly. Because they are wicked demons. They have been perverted. That means they cannot they see angel sleeping with human being is an abnormality. Praise the Lord. Is what? An, an abnormality. Normally a normal human being will not do that. A man normally will not sleep with a man because the DNA of a human being that God himself made, that naturally prevents that man from doing that. Just like animals, if you see every animal, every animal has their specific DNA, they conform to their DNA. There are some birds 
that they marry like human beings. They are homogamous, uh, that is they, they are just one male, one female. They marry for life. There are a lot of birds that are like that. And there are some animals, I bought them on the print tree. I didn't know I wouldn't discuss this. If I knew, I would have probably come, maybe written some of them out. You can actually check them out on your, by yourself on the internet. There are animals that, that, that they are monogamous in nature. That is, they maintain one man, like one male and one female for the rest of their life. Animals, birds, there are also some birds are like that. So in the DNA of man, of a human being, it was constructed that way. It was what? Constructed that way. The Bible said that they have corrupted themselves. And that is a corruption that is happening today. Because if you do not understand the book of Genesis chapter 6, you will not understand why we are where we are today. What is happening today? Your eyes are not open. Praise the Lord. Your eyes will not be open to what is happening today and why what is happening today is happening. And that's why you need to be very careful. Because these demons, these demons, they are angels with human beings combined together. Their spirit is on the face of the earth and they are perverted. The Bible says they have been corrupted. Look at what the Bible says concerning them. Verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Verse, um, verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Verse 11 says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Praise the Lord. Bible said all flesh are what? Corrupted their way on the earth. They are corrupted. They have become corrupted. And the same thing is happening today. Because there are ways human beings can be corrupted. There are ways a human being can be corrupted. The first way to be corrupted is the DNA alteration. Your DNA modification. To modify your blood system. To genetically modify, that is one. 
That way you can be corrupted. Praise the Lord. That way you get corrupted. The second way you get corrupted is by what? Is by what? Word. The words that are spoken. You can get corrupted by the words that are spoken. Life and death are in words. The word that are spoken. There is power in the words. The words that you hear, the words that you read, the words that come in the form of music that you listen to, the words that come in the form of visual, because everything you receive, they are transcribed into your body, into words that get into your system, and your system receive them and re-engineer your brain function. It alters your brain function. It alters the way your thinking works. And that is why Bible says in verse 12, it says, So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. They have corrupted their way on the earth. Let us look at John chapter 14. Because they have corrupted their what? Their what? What they corrupt on the earth? What they corrupt on the earth? Their ways, isn't it? They corrupted their way. They corrupted their way. And when your way is corrupted, before we move on to that, let us even quickly look at Hebrews chapter 3. Once you corrupt your way, you have no place with God. Hebrews chapter 3. Let me read from verse 7. Bible says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial, in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my what? They have not known what? No. They have not known my ways. Now, what has devil devised in these last days? The devil has devised in these last days to make sure that you do not know the way. If it is easy to know the way, these people will have known his way. Bible said, see, all the people that came from the land of Egypt, all the Israelites that came from the land of Egypt, all of them, that God promised and said, I am taking you to a promised land. All of them, when they entered, when they left Egypt, and God checked them out in the wilderness, God condemned them for one major reason. They did not know. 
Bible said that they always rebel. Praise the Lord. In the real place, he said they always rebel. But that is not the main reason why God destroyed them in the wilderness. God destroyed them in the wilderness because they did not know. Bible said, and they have not known. And they have not known. He said, you always do the wrong thing. But I could have tried to reason with you that you have been the wrong thing. I could have sit you down and use my way to explain it to you that what you are doing is not the right thing. But Bible said that they have not known that way. So there is no basis for God to begin to even explain anything to them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There was no basis to do what? Don't begin to do what? Explain anything to them. They keep doing the wrong thing. But that is not even the problem. Because if at least they have known the way of God, God will have, through that way they have known, begin to arrest them. Begin to tell them what not to do anymore. But why will you say that they and they have not known my way? They did not know it at all. So there was no basis. And because of that, all of them were destroyed in the wilderness. Except Joshua and Caleb. Except Joshua and Caleb. God destroyed them. Even though it was God that brought them out. Even though it was God that promised them. He promised them all the beautiful things, but yet the same God that promised them everything that is so beautiful. The same God who led them into the wilderness destroyed them because they did not know His way. The book of Genesis, see, everyone that God destroyed, destroyed primarily because they had not known the way or they knew the way and got it corrupted. Like in Genesis, these people, they knew the way, but they chose to corrupt the way. They chose to do what? Corrupt the way. That way they corrupted, praise the Lord. They knew the way. In Genesis, let's go back to that place, Genesis chapter 6. They knew the way, but they chose to corrupt that way. Bible says, all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. They have corrupted it. They knew it. Because God, when came, was to sin against God in chapter 4. In chapter 4, and God was trying to talk him out of it. When God was trying to tell him, don't do it. He was trying to explain to him. God was trying to tell him. Look at verse 6 of chapter 4 of the book of Genesis. Bible says, So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Look at verse 7. He said, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and a desire is for you. But you should rule over it. You should rule over it. So they are not the way, but they now chose to corrupt the way. And because they chose to corrupt the way, God decided to destroy them. 
just like Sodom and Gomorrah. Because when you destroy, when you corrupt the way, the only thing that is remaining for you is for destruction, for you to be destroyed. And what, what is the way? Let us open our Bible to the book of John. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. I read it. From verse uh, from verse 6. Just say to him. Now, just I was talking to these people. In verse 1 of chapter 6, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Jesus Christ is talking to them. He said, you know the way. Because I have told you about the way. Then verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Verse 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Verse 7 says, If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Verse 8 says, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. And he continued to talk to them about it. Now, the way is Jesus. But there's something, there's a caveat. There's what? A caveat. That's what? A caveat. Caveat means beware. Caveat means what? Beware. It is easy for you to say Jesus is the way. Because everybody can say Jesus is the way. Is it it? But the question is this. Who is Jesus or what is Jesus? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is Jesus? What? Praise the Lord. Jesus. When you want to understand what Jesus is, you go back to the book of Genesis, uh, John chapter 1. Verse 1. He says, In the beginning was what? The word. Jesus is what? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. On Friday, for those of you that try to pay attention, I say you are a construct of knowledge, of words. Praise the Lord. You are what? A construct. You are a composition of word. Everything about you is made of word. Now, the world we are referring to is a coded world. 
I pray that God will give me. I've been trying, even when I was in the camp, I was trying to think of what easier way to communicate. I see family God to bring it down. The whole spectrum of what God has laid to me and shown to me is clear in my head. I can see the constructs, but the problem is how to how to lay it out for you to understand. I pray that God will give me wisdom so that as we progress, just leave it that way for now. That you are a word. You are a word. The entirety of your being is a word. Like a pool of water. Praise the Lord. Now, if I take it like a water, if you take a glass of a glass now and you put water there, that water that is contained in that glass, take it as water. Praise the Lord. But if that water is water from the gutter, it is still water, isn't it? Now you take another water again from maybe a swamp and you put it in another glass. That water is still called what? Water. There are different forms of water, but they still remain water. Just as what? You are a word. The entirety of you is a word, but the problem is what word is you? Or what word are you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The way, the reason why you reason the way you reason is because you are a composition of words. What do you reason in your head? What comes to your head? They are words. They are knowledge. They are words that you have obtained from the time you were born. So the things that are delivered to you, Bible said they have corrupted their way in Book of Genesis. That way they corrupted, which is Jesus, which is what? That is, they have corrupted the world. Because if you don't understand what Jesus is, which is a world, you will not understand that there are places you will go to and they will preach the so-called Jesus to you. But it's not Jesus that died on the cross of Calvary that they are preaching to you. Praise the Lord. They are preaching the word, the corrupted word, that is the corrupted Jesus. They are not understanding you. They are preaching the corrupted Jesus. That is why Jesus Christ told the disciples in the book of Matthew 24, when they came to him and said, can you tell us, he said, the first thing he told them is, don't be deceived. He said, they will come in my name and say, I am Jesus. They will say, Jesus is Jesus. And they will do what? Deceive many. Is that what Christ said? He said, don't be deceived. That, that is the first instruction he gave to them. He said, don't be deceived in chapter 24. That was the first thing he told them. When they asked, verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you. For many will come in my name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Saying, I am, I am who? I am the Christ. That is, I will go to my brother and tell my brother that Jesus Christ is the Christ. So if I am telling my brother Jesus Christ is the Christ, am I not preaching the gospel? But Jesus Christ is telling them 
that by so doing. In verse 5, he said, by so doing, and we deceive men. That is, they will go and tell you, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Accept Jesus Christ, but they will deceive you. That right there, telling you, which is a corrupted word that they are delivering to you, that is what the book of Matthew, uh, Genesis chapter 6. Verse 12, he said that they are corrupting their way. That is, the word, which is Christ, that was delivered to them, have been corrupted. And for that reason, God said he will destroy them. Praise the Lord. What it means is, it's not every word that you should hear. It's not every word that you should hear. Because once you hear it, it goes inside you and makes you who you become. Every word that you hear, everything you see, they are converted into a word. For example, in your human body, if you if you eat amala or you eat anything about you eat, like you know, or mommy that likes banana, she eats banana. That food is converted to what? Is it glucose and protein and all of those stuff? They are converted into similar formats, isn't it? Regardless of what you are eating, whether you are eating yam, they get converted into what they are supposed to be. They are primary format they are supposed to be converted into. Praise the Lord. So that format is the language the body understands to be able to process that food that you are eating. So the food that you eat does not stay with you in its original form. It has to be converted into the form that is supposed to be converted to, to be applied into your body. What it means is that everything that comes to you by word, by vision, by what you see, by what people tell you, by what you tell people, everything that comes to you is converted into a word. That word is you, is what makes you who you become. So the problem now is the world that has formed you as it corrupted you or as it delivered you. Because if you have been corrupted, you are doomed for destruction. And you cannot escape it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because time will not be able to proceed, but we're going to be wrapping up the ending from the beginning at this stage. When, by God's right grace, we become more mature because there's a whole lot of depth of mysteries that have been revealed to me that I find it because I wrote a lot of things down, but I know that this thing I'm writing down are not things that can actually convey. There are so many. And they are very big. For those of you that came early, you like a lot, and for those of you that came very late, that came late, you have missed a lot of practical things. Because most of the things are happening to you, you don't know why they are happening to you. You don't understand why they are happening to you. You don't understand what is punishment and what is forgiveness. And a lot of things you are facing every day, and you don't know why you are going through those things. But you don't have the opportunity, you don't hang around to hear that word that will deliver you. That will set you free. Because when you have the right word, you will not begin to learn to conform yourself according because there is a conformity to what? 
Bible calls it the transformation. You transform, but become life. Praise the Lord. Because you have to now walk based on the world, you will not transform or be like. Otherwise, you get corrupted. Be very careful the time and age we live in. Like, one of the things that God ministered to me, He told me, I am not in the internet. I am not in the social media. He ministered that to me. He said, I am not in the internet. I am not in the social media. All of you that like to WhatsApp yourself, God will bless you. God will reach you. And all of you will shout Amen. He said, It's not in those things. He said, It's not there. All of your ministers that go to Twitter and Facebook and say, you, you are going to be blessed this month. God said it's not fear. So all those your amen you are saying, they are, they are playing on your intelligence. They are playing on your intelligence. God is not fear. God said social media is for man to man. Human being to human being. He said, if you want to do man to God, you know where to go to. The ancient of days of God changed his formula. The foundation remains sure. He said, let go that name the name of the Lord the patron iniquity. The foundation does not change. So who is telling you that God is in internet? That they can pray for you on the internet and something will happen. Which God are they praying to? And which God are they praying to? Which God are they sending to you? And you are screaming, Amen. Getting corrupted in your soul and entrapped in the cage that devil have designed to hold you bondage. So I don't understand what God has believed that for you. Let us rise up. No, let's rise up. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. Begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord right now. Begin to cry to the Lord. You need God in your life. You need the world in your life. You need Jesus Christ in your world. For not the corrupted one that the people of the world are teaching now. Not what they are teaching everywhere. There are no such gods in the face of God. Many of you have committed atrocities against God. And you have asked the God of forgiveness for the punishment we still come. You cannot escape such punishment. And because they have lied to you. That if you commit sin, that you can escape punishment. So you call to commit sin because you think that when you sin, you can go and ask God for forgiveness. As if I have brought to you, why God continue to destroy Israel every time? Just in 1945, just 1945, about 80 years ago now, 
praise the Lord. Um, let us bring back our offering. Usher, please read to God. Please package your offering very quickly.